Hello. In today's episode of Swalanyeti, we revisit a sensitive topic in employment law that was discussed by our layman Gashal Patrick and our lawyer Harry Karanja. Enjoy the listen. Hello, I'm Harry Karanja, the lawyer. And I am Gashal Patrick, the layman, and this is Swalanyeti, the Kenyan legal podcast that pairs a layman and a lawyer to answer your legal questions. Hey, Gashal. Hi, Wakili. You know what date it is today? September the 9th. Tisa tisa. <laughs> you know in Kenya, we have Saba Saba. Mm-hmm. We had like the multi-party democracy thing. Mm-hmm. In Tanzania, we have Nane Nane, mm-hmm. which is 8th of August is Farmer's Day. Mm-hmm. So I think on the 9th of September, we should mark it as, I don't know, the layman's day. <laughs> <laughs> the layman who wants to understand the law's day. <laughs> what do you think Wakili? I like it. Tisa tisa it is. So what does a layman <laughs> want to understand today? The layman had a question from yesterday and this is it. It's from a gentleman known as Matthew. My name is Matthew. I run a high-end garage in Nairobi where I have several mechanics and technicians and they earn based on their work. Despite the ups and downs of business and more so COVID, I have always treated them well. Recently one of my mechanics left after his casual messed up a client's car who is now suing me for hundreds of thousands of shillings. To make things even worse, this mechanic opened a rival garage not very far away and is now poaching my best people and clients claiming that I mess people's cars up. I feel very aggrieved from his actions. How do I punish him? All right, Geshal. Before I even say what I understand, I just want to say that we don't use law to punish people. Are you sure? <laughs> this man is punishing the Matthew already. Oh, uh, let's see. Let's let me summarize what I've had. We have Matthew who has a garage and in his garage he had mechanics and employees who would earn from the garage and it seems that one or several of them messed up a client's car and now that client is suing and also this mechanic has opened a rival garage and is taking away Matthew's best people and clients and he is aggrieved and he wants to know what legal action he can take to punish him <laughs> but the point i want to make here is Knowing how things work in Nairobi and in most other areas, it's possible like in a garage or a salon that the the Matthews of the owners of those places offer these mechanics, places where they come with their cars and fix them and they have an, an agreement on payments. And to be sued by a client because a mechanic messed the client's car, maybe it's even the mechanic's client and they messed that car and the mechanic... I mean the owner is now being sued. I don't understand Wakili. Well, you raise a good point. So what we need to establish here is what legal remedies, not punishment, but what legal remedies are available to Matthew in and in these circumstances. But before we even get there, there's this issue of him being sued because of the actions of the mechanic. Mm-hmm. And we need to also see whether he actually has vicarious liability in vicarious that situation. liability. What does that mean, Wakili? Vicarious liability is a concept in law whereby if there is a master-servant relationship or a principal-agent relationship and the agent or the servant in the ordinary course of work takes an action that injures another person, a third party, mm-hmm. or causes damage to another third party, then that third party can sue the master or can sue the principal. So the master or the principal has liability 
for the damage caused by their agent or by their servant. What? I'm <laughs> <laughs> but are you telling me that if I employ somebody mm-hmm. and my employee harms a third party, mm-hmm. the third party does not sue my employee, they sue me. They could. If, if there was a master-servant relationship. They could if certain conditions are in place. Okay. So, for example, they would have had to be doing whatever they were doing in the ordinary course of business. Okay, okay. It's not a bar fight. He was working <laughs> for me when he injured the third party. Well, if if it was a bar fighter, I mean, unless you are the employer <laughs> of the bar <laughs> in the bar, <laughs> that's not one. I think the main things you have to look at is whether there was actual or apparent authority. So okay. whatever he was doing, if he had authority from me, from you, okay. whether it is actual explicit or whether it is apparent, whether it can be inferred from how you usually conduct business. Okay. So if there is that authority, then it is possible for Matthew to be liable for the actions. Unbelievable. But there is a way out. It might be that there was no principal-agent relationship. There was no master-servant relationship. And this is because the mechanic might not have been an employee. Of Matthew. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Uh-huh. So as you rightly stated, in these situations, sometimes it's not an employee yes, it's employer not an relationship. Employer. It could be that Matthew gives them a, a space Correct. they fix their cars. Correct. So actually what, what is in place is Matthew and the mechanic have another type of contract, not an employment contract. So if that's the case, and Matthew can show that there was no relationship that would make vicarious liability arise then he can quote unquote punish this mechanic by ensuring that the mechanic is the one who is liable, liable for whatever he did to this motor vehicle yes yes okay that is good because it might be that he's not an employee of of Matthew yes but let's say he is an employee okay mm-hmm. if he if he was an employee and the, he's decided to wake up and start a rival garage it's not clear whether he gave notice. So yeah. it's, it's possible. You know, notice works both ways for the employer and the employee. The employee. So okay. an employee shouldn't also just wake up and leave. leave. They also have to give notice. But if they were not employees, if there was a garage with a yard, they can leave. It mm. also depends on what kind of contract they had in place. Okay. But assuming that in this case, it doesn't sound like there was any written contract of that nature so we're only making an assumption that it was it was there if there was a contract which allowed him to wake up and leave then he could but if he was an employee even if there is no contract they need to give at least one month's notice before before they leave so let's assume that he was an employee we have said one thing that Matthew can do is insist on that notice period of or payment in lieu of notice however small it might be Mm -hmm. but something else he could do is he could enforce any restrictive covenants that might have been in place in the contract. What is a restrictive covenant? Well, I mentioned this in a previous oh, episode. Yeah, did. And I said that for employees who are leaving your employment, it is possible to restrict what they can do yeah, once we, they leave your employment. We did that with the teachers, I remember now. <laughs> yeah, so for example, you can prevent them from working at another place. Oh, okay. And just to take you back, I'll paint for you two scenarios first. He's an employee and he brought a casual to the garage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so back to casuals again. 
And again, this casual is not Matthew's casual. I mean, he's the mechanics casual. The way it looks like, he is a mechanics casual, unless the mechanic was an agent of Matthew. Then in that case, if he had that authority, apparent or actual, to hire other casuals. Yeah, back to the same square. Exactly. It is Matthew's problem. It is Matthew's problem. So <laughs> even this casual, if they any they encountered any problems, they could still come back to Matthew. Okay. And if they weren't Ma- Matthew's casual, then it's the mechanic's problem, isn't it? If Matthew and mechanic did not have oh, a principal yes. and agent relationship, then it is a mechanic's problem. And lawyers and getting their words correct. We <laughs> think the same thing, I must tell you, Wakili. <laughs> In this case, therefore, it seems to me that there's nothing Matthew can do to stop this mechanic. We've said Matthew has some remedies he can pursue in law. It could be breach of contract if this person walked out without notice, both under an employment contract or any other type of contract. He could transfer liability of this motor vehicle, which was messed up, to the mechanic if there was no agency between the two of them. But let's not get into punishment for using the law. I think if he has a garage which has been working well, then he should be counting himself quite lucky. And there's a small issue of this man maligning Matthew's name. (laughs) Oh, you're right. So that possibility of pursuing him under defamation exists. But defamation, there also have to be certain conditions which are met. And whereas I would love to explore that further... I think we can save it for a future day. There you have it, Matthew. You have a few things that you can do. You can sue or pursue this breach of contract if there is any. And there are many ways you can go about this maligning of your name by this mechanic. There you have it from us at Swalanyeti. Join us tomorrow for our next episode. And from me, on behalf of Swalanyeti, goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Swalanyeti. To listen to more episodes or get more information, visit our website www.swalanyeti.org. If you have a legal question, you can also send it to us on our website. Or call us on 0708 if you need urgent assistance. Till next time, goodbye. Goodbye.